My name is Sean Thomas, and I'm the author of Be More Today, a 40-day guide to a better version of you. As doctor of physical therapy, I've seen thousands of people do great things. They came to me with ailments, physical ailments, pain, issues, and they got through them, all because they decided in their mind they were going to do it. So I wrote a book about it. Your thoughts can make you great, or they can make you crumble. Those thoughts actually control everything in your life. I have three things I want you to do. Starts. Things I want you to start doing in your life that you said you wanted to do at some point in time. You said them. Stops. Things I want you to stop doing in your life, which I know you also want to stop. And three goals for your lives. And I take you through a 40-day guide to make sure you take those thoughts for those three things into reality. Now, I put some workouts in there too. Workouts to keep you always on the move because you got to keep moving. you got to stay focused. So, 40 days. Thoughts, workouts, you. And all I want you to do is trust the process and just be persistent. Visit BeMoreTodayBook.com. That's right, BeMoreTodayBook.com. And I guarantee you, if you just trust the process and be persistent, you too can be the best version of you. So October is National Physical Therapy Month, and what we as physical therapists want to make sure, especially at JAG1 Physical Therapy, is everybody understands that physical therapists aren't just for when you get hurt. They can help you biomechanically. If the muscle is imbalanced and there's a biomechanical deviation, you're setting yourself up for pain. Please come and visit your physical therapist. Say hello to your community therapist at JAG1 PT, and ultimately understand that we are here to help you prevent injury as well. Get back to the life you love at JAG1 Physical Therapy, the most awarded physical therapy provider in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. What's going on, folks? Your boy again, Dr. Sean Thomas here, back in the building. Be more today's show. We are back. We are back. We are back in the building. And folks, we are here again. A hundred plus episodes moving forward with Be More Today's show. It's been great uh, being with you, showcasing therapists, MDs, PTs, so many people, yoga instructors who, again, are taking their steps to greatness to be the best version of themselves. And it's all about fitness and focus, about health and wellness. And this month, we've been focusing on my profession, I think the best profession, physical therapy, because it's Appreciation Month for PTs. And we had a therapist on the show last week, as you guys met, Mike Dunn. And today we have another great therapist on the show. But before I get into that, as always, I got to plug out Be More Today platforms. Again, the Be More Today show has been trending and growing for the last two years. Now heard in 63 countries, over 27,000 downloads. So it's been moving. It's been a labor of love. But again, um, the process has been amazing. We've met so many people who've done great things. And if you want to be a part of the movement, again, BeMoreToday.com for my book. Um, our show is on Amazon and on various places like YouTube and your player podcast platforms. Of course, our swag store with the more merch on there as well. So if you want your visors, your bottles, those kind of things, go on there and subscribe to our show today. We appreciate you in advance. Our quote for today is simple as always. Missteps are opportunities for course correction by Adrian Townsend. Benton. Missteps are opportunities for course correction. Now, a number of you have listened to the show and you're seeing how we highlight people who have had journeys to get to where they are in their life, whether it's professionally, whether it's athletically. 
And everyone shares a story about going through certain things and not doing things perfectly, but having some trials, having some failures, having some missteps that gave them a chance to get back on track, including myself. Um, I share with many of you many times that I got into PT because I got hurt. I had an injury and the injury sparked my interest in this physical therapy thing. And if I hadn't gone to that injury, there'd be no Be More Today show. There'd be no Sean at Jag One. There'd be no us being able to meet other guests and seeing their progression, their stories, their journeys as well. So take these missteps uh, as life changes. Don't take them for granted because missteps, again, are opportunities for course correction. They can get you back to where you think you were going and where you need to be. And one of the things that I think that we lose track of is that uh, we have to sometimes go through things and learn from our experiences and still learn, even as we go through life, that this life thing is about lifelong learning. And my guest on the show right now uh, is the embodiment of that. She is a fellow PT just like me. She works at our um, office, JAG One Physical Therapy, one of the best PT places in the Northeast, as you guys already know. And her name is Christy Raz. She is a DPT and an OCS. And Christy started uh, working at JAG Physical Therapy in 2014. She then became a clinical director in 2016 at Cedar Knolls, New Jersey, and she has earned her OCS also in 2016. She shares that she likes treating pretty much everything and enjoys working with vestibular patients as well. Christy started as the mentorship co-coordinator in 2019 and will be expanding on that role in the upcoming months. Outside of work, she's a huge Mets and Jets fan as well. And she has two young boys and together they are a very active family. She loves to read, she loves to work out, and she loves to eat ice cream. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, pets included, please welcome to the stage, Be More Today Show, Christy Raz. Christy, what is going on? Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. And anybody that's watching, they see me throw my uh, my Mets foam finger up here because, it's, you know, got to have that. <laughs> we see you. We see you. We see you. We appreciate all of that. And uh, thank you for making the time to be on the Be More Today show. I appreciate it so much. And I know you're busy, so I want to just get right into it. You okay. have been a pillar when it comes to so many things um, involved with Jack One Physical Therapy. And I'm always curious when people like you who are so involved in leadership, involved in the mentoring um, and the continued education for our clinicians, what sparked you to even get into this profession of physical therapy? Sure. So as you're reading that quote, I'm like, wow, that's me. Um, so just like you, I had an injury. So my senior year of high school, I already had known I was going to Gettysburg College and I like science and I thought I was going to be bio major. Um, and then I tore my ACL in seventh game of the basketball season. So as soon um, you know, I had surgery, I started PT and I really was like, PT is awesome. Um, so it just was a natural fit for me. And even though I missed two sports senior year, I did play four years college softball. And so, you know, I had the hardship, came out on the other side of it and continued to, you know, make the most of it. So that is how I got here. Yeah, that's the journey. I mean, a lot of us have gotten hurt. It's so interesting listening to all the stories of people who got into PT after an injury because... I'm not sure if you did the same as me. I was a pre-med uh, candidate back in the day and that was my main focus, medical school. That was it. 
And then when I tried my meniscus, I said, oh, interesting. This PT thing is interesting. Let me check it out a little bit. But I wasn't really into it until I tore my meniscus again and had mm-hmm. surgery again in college my senior year. And then that was kind of the nail that hit me on the head. It's okay, maybe let's look into this PT thing for real and see what's yeah. going on. But yeah, injuries have sparked a lot of us to get to this thing. And it's funny because patients always tell me, I'm sure they probably tell you as well, when you're doing something with them and they're going through exercises and they're going through their, their journey and they say to you, well, what do you know? You don't know what this feels like, but actually, mm-hmm. actually we do know what it feels like. We've been sure. there. We've been yeah. on the table. We've had someone stretch our knees and gone through the pain and the agony and the drama of what therapy is to the extent that we like it so much to actually do this thing as a profession. So right. I'm always impressed when people have gone through the experience and then can be on the other end to share that with their patients. And you are basically that same, that same person. So I appreciate that journey. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it gives you compassion as the therapist that just makes a really deep connection. And truthfully, that's the biggest part of our job is connecting with patients first to get them to trust us so that we can help them heal. Yeah, yeah, I like that you say connecting because I think a lot of people lose sight of that being an integral part of being a good clinician. I mean, one of the things that you have to do once you learn all the board stuff and you pass your boards and you learn all the anatomy physiology, you know, you have to be able to relate to people. And I think that one of the things that therapists can sometimes have an issue with is that connection. Um, that trust, like you said, is something that is integral to make sure that the rehab process is a successful one. Because if there's no trust in the beginning, you know, why should anyone do anything you're saying in terms of an exercise or a protocol or how many times to come per week? Any of those things, they go out the window if there's no, no trust. So you're right. You're right with all those things. You're right with all those things. And, you know, I'm curious for you because you are, um, again, a board certified orthopedic specialist, which is a very big thing now for us as clinicians to get that, that honor and that certificate and that training, um, that certification. What was the road like for you for studying for this thing? And how has it helped you now as a clinician? So the studying is hard. I mean, it is a, you know, for those that don't know, it is a big test four hours, 200 questions, um, a pretty high percentage of past, uh, you know, questions answered correctly gets you that pass. Um, and it's all about current research and clinical practice guidelines and what, you know, it really strays away from a lot of old fashioned thoughts, um, treatment that may be ingrained in like a lot of patients' minds, a lot of doctors' minds and puts us at the forefront of our doctorate degree being an autonomous practice. Um, So knowing the most current level of evidence for every orthopedic injury, right? So it it puts a lot of pressure on you and which is great. And honestly, as I was studying for it and everybody has doubts that they're not going to pass because it's hard. I'm like, you know what, just the studying alone has made me a better therapist. Um, So luckily I did pass, but you know, just the preparation for it made me look deeper into how I was treating uh, and look at injuries and patients differently with a more current focus on the treatment and evidence. Yeah, you know, it's been on my bucket list for a while now, I'm not going to lie to you. And I know a lot of us have that same sentiment of, I have to get this thing done. Um, But yeah, I mean, you're sharing real talk. It is rigorous and it's going to be something that each of us should look into. But it has enhanced, it seems like, your, your treatment and your ability to really relate what's happening 
now with the current research that's happening now. The other thing I remember from school is research that's been old. And mm-hmm. you know, I love having students now because they come to me with now the newest research, the newest protocols, the newest even exercises and trends that are happening in our profession that we sometimes lose sight of as we're treating people yeah. on a regular basis. And you know, the further you get from, from graduation date, which I'm sure we're probably in the same boat for that kind of stuff, it just gets harder to remember all the things that were happening and things change. So yeah. I think if you're saying the OCS is a great thing for us to all get into. And, you know, I encourage everyone else to go out there and to take that leap um, as well. I, it is on my bucket list of things to do. Um, just waiting for the right time to really give the amount of time I need to give to it to get done. Mm-hmm. But I'm proud of you for doing it and others as well who've also done it. Um, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, uh, which is a good lead in why I'm part of the mentorship professional development team. I was really nervous for many years to take a student. I didn't think I was good enough therapist or I just didn't know how to handle them. And then, you know, I had a few and yeah, they were teaching me things or forcing me that, you know, asking questions that, you know, forced me to, to reevaluate how I was doing something or just find the evidence for why I did it. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, me teaching them and they're teaching me and I feel like we're both learning a lot from each other. Um, so that's why I was like, here's a great opportunity. They're looking to me to uh, make them better and prep them to come into the world of physical therapy. But they know stuff that is newer, has slipped my mind um, that I can immediately put in the clinic too. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's great. And that's why I really... I'm looking forward to my role in the professional development and education of the company to bridge that gap and really make a company of strong therapists. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I know that you, um, as a co-coordinator for the mentoring program, um, you can share a lot of things in terms of what you've seen, some of the struggles that young therapists have gone through, some of the uh, loopholes that maybe we as clinicians have have lost sight of when it comes to actually treating people and and being able to treat them to the best of our ability. Can you share how important it is for mm, new grads and even uh, seasoned grads to take advantage of the opportunities that JAG One is offering and and companies in general are offering when it comes to mentoring, continuing education, and other resources to help us to be better clinicians. Right. So like anything, you kind of get in a routine and you like what you like. And whether you're a seasoned therapist, you tend to see courses that you like. Um, You know, that that'll make you better. But is it going to make you great? And is it going to expand your mind? And is it going to challenge you? So uh, my uh, co-director, John Elias, and I, every two months we are doing, we're breaking down the body, going to different joints. So we're doing anatomy review, then we're going into treatment, then we're doing clinical pearls, things that come up on our end or that we've seen in the clinic, we like to share. So even if we're giving something, whether it's an exercise, uh, a manipulation technique that therapist has not done or hasn't thought about or just slipped their mind and it brings it back to the clinic, I think that's valuable. And I think as a company, as have we've grown and established ourselves and looking to bring more courses into JAG1 and hosting them ourselves, picking from different topics and um, going out on a limb on something that, you know, maybe you haven't done, but it's going to bring back to the clinic and change the way we're treating in a positive way. You know, that's really one of my goals 
again, just making uh, more well-rounded therapists. Yeah. Yeah. And I completely agree with all of those things. And I think that for me, one of the things that gets hard, you know, as you become a little more um, polished as a clinician and you abilities, start doing more things in terms of responsibilities in your clinic, you know, you sometimes go into these routines where you're doing the same thing. And it's not on purpose. You know, it's, it's not like we're just doing this. Right. We have to. We just become our, our our natural tendency to just to do those things because it becomes routine. And I like new clinicians because they come with new thoughts, new perspectives, new ideas. And there's no sense of um, tradition with that. Like it's all about whatever they've learned and whatever they can apply to what's happening. And as polished clinicians as we have been and, and with more work that comes on our plate, I do think that we can sometimes lose sight of the nuances, right? That the new things that we can do, the, the, the new treatments that we can apply. And that's why going to classes are great because we get a chance mm-hmm. to, to see something new and fresh. And it just kind of reminds us of the, the different ways that we can see the same thing from different perspectives. And, you know, for you and Jonathan Elias, who I got to give a shout out to because he's been doing some great stuff. You've been doing a great job with the mentoring program um, here at JAG One. And I've had a number of my uh, first year students and my first year clinicians and my last year mm-hmm. students um, who we hired go to the program and say that they really appreciated um, the conversation, the realness, the ability to really plug um, the clinical stuff along with the experimental and research things together. But I think that transition is hard for some therapists to really be able to apply what they learned and what they studied in school um, to real life. And then seeing some things that you would think would work in the clinic, which don't work at all, and some mm-hmm. things that shouldn't work at all, which actually are very successful. So, you know, I'm right. curious, I'm curious, Christy, what inspired you at all? Because many people can just say, you know what, I'm going to be a clinician. I'm going to do my own thing, get my OCS, keep moving. You know, but what inspired you to be a part of the leadership for the mentoring program? Because a lot of clinicians, I'm not going to lie to you, we get very caught up in just taking care of our own, taking care of our clinics and moving forward. But you're giving back to not just where you are, and your clinic, but also to the the mentoring and education yep. of others around you. So what inspired you to even do that in the first yeah. place? So that's a tough question. I don't think I could say like one thing has inspired me, but I have been a team athlete sport like my whole life growing up through college. And I always kind of slipped into that role of a leader and making everybody trying, trying to make everybody around me better. Um, and that I think is just a natural aspect of my personality learning from people, trying to help them, trying to make it easier on them. Because in the end, if it's easier on my coworkers, my teammates, my family, then it's easier on me, right? So that's just a mentality that I have. Um, I So my clinic is on one of the smaller sides of the company, but we're really close. We get along very well and we're constantly sharing stuff with each other and feeding off each other. And, you know, I don't get offended if someone's like, hey, why don't you do X, Y, and Z with this patient? And I'll do the same for them. So I think that integration is really key. So if I'm doing that in my office and we have a hundred plus offices, why not spread it out and try and just make everybody better? Yeah. So that's, you know, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with the teamwork mentality. Um, I also have been a part of many sports teams, um, just like you. So I, I do think that there is a definite teamwork atmosphere, whether in a small office like yours or a big one like mine in Georgetown. Um, it, it's a team. 
And, you know, as a team leader, as you are, and as I am as well, I think our job is to really to rally the troops to make sure that we're all on the same page. Clinicians, uh, PCCs, or our, our front office, and our aides, uh, and even our interns and volunteers, just to make mm-hmm. sure that everyone knows what their role is. Because every team is only as strong as the weakest link, and every team needs to know what exactly. goal is for the game, for us to win. And, um, you know, I think officers that do really well have that same mentality that you're talking about. They go out there and they attack and they really make sure that the patient is first and that everyone knows uh, the knowledge that everyone can share with each other. I mean, I've learned so many things from my PTAs and even from, like you said, your new students just to help me to be a better clinician today. And I think you're right. It's really about us just recognizing that, you know, we don't know everything. We know a lot, but we can always learn from somebody. We can always do something differently. Um, Treatment programs can vary from person to person. And as long as the patient gets better, then then that's the goal. That's success. So um, right. I appreciate you sharing that. And I know that you even share with, with you that you love treating everything, right? There's some people who love uh, just working with knees or shoulders or just working orthopedics or what have you. Um, but you're someone kind of like me who likes to see everything and treat everything. Yeah. And you mentioned vestibular um, as, as one of the the passions for you is that something that you're you're you specialize in and that's something that you just have a passion for i like it because it's a challenge so it doesn't come as easy for me and it makes me think and it forces me really forces me to reach out to some of my other uh, co-workers and kind of work together when i have like not a such a straightforward case but i think pt is the really we are the clinicians spending the most time with these patients um you know, unfortunately, a lot of primary care, they just push it off to one ENT then does a maneuver, push it off somewhere. So we're the ones spending time with these patients and they deserve our attention and our expertise in it. So that's why um, that's why I do enjoy having those on my caseload here and there just to to give them what what they may not get anywhere else. And we have the tools and capability to help them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What are some of the more challenging things you've heard uh, either new grads or even more seasoned grads share with you that they say, you know what, when I see this, I don't know how to handle it or I don't know what to do. Because like you said, a lot of people, PT becomes, I say, kind of the end of the road, right? They've gone to a mm-hmm. number of places. We see them when they've had surgeries or when they've had chronic injuries, they've been in pain management, wherever they've been, and they come to us. And sometimes there's a savior mentality that comes with us being like, all right, help me. I have nowhere else to go. Right. Please help me. Um, right. and sometimes we can do those things. We can definitely help people get better and we show them ways to uh, live a better life. Um, but sometimes there are situations where, you know, we've done what we can and someone yeah. might not get any better than how they already are. What are some of the more challenging things you've seen um, or heard from your clinicians at the mentoring program, leadership, et cetera, that you want to just share with the audience today? So I think, first of all, the people that want to get better, we will find something to help them with. The toughest patients are the ones who are not putting forth that effort and aren't making the changes to, you know, activity modification, doing their home exercise programs, consistent with their treatments. So that's part of it, right? Um, Sometimes we could be the greatest therapist ever, but this patient's just never going to get better. Even though we're doing the right things, they might have just a mental block, right? But take that out of the picture. What I think challenges people, and again, one of my driving um, focuses mentoring new clinicians, students, is understanding how the body works and breaking down the biomechanics. Because I think a lot of times, you know, we might see 
depending if we're reading too much onto the script or post-surgical case and get narrow-minded and not breaking it down and looking a joint above or two joints above and seeing what is really maybe the root of the cause or if we fix change something here we might see it translate somewhere else um i think that that is really what a lot of therapists need to that's need to but focusing on that the most will make a better clinician so looking at the whole body really evaluating how they're moving what they're doing outside of the clinic what they like um you know sometimes it could be something as simple as they're sitting on their wallet the whole time and right and that could be throwing something off uh or it could be some random broke my arm when i was five never regained full you know motion at my wrist or elbow and now i have this weird back pain when i'm lifting overhead or something you know and it's just well is that loss of motion here translating to a different you know posture so uh, you know i think that that makes us like detectives and trying to find the, uh, the real root of cause. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I think that's the beauty of a PT for me, being able to figure out and solve the problem, right. Solve the issues. Mm-hmm. I love when people come to me and they say, look, my back hurts. Uh, can you help me? I get a text message, really. <laughs> my back yeah. hurts. Can you, can you help me? Give me some tips. I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. when did this start hurting? What's happening? Yeah. We've been doing that you know, done differently. You know, like they're, they're questions you have to ask because people think that, it's just a quick fix. And it's never going to be that way. There's so many things that really go into this thing. And that's why I love it. I really love this profession. I really love what we do. And I think what we do is impactful. I mean, beyond like the anatomy and physiology of just helping people, but really just seeing how we can really change lives. I mean, you being able Mm -hmm. to show someone how to walk again, how to be able to, to, to carry their baby again, you know, in, in a hand after they had surgery or, or just having someone be able to join and walk up upstairs to go see their their niece or nephew or the grandmother. Those kind of things are the stories that we hear when people uh, are successful with the therapy. And they're so thankful when they actually trust us, like you said in the beginning, and do what we share with them to do. Um, so my question for you now, uh, you know, what do you say to people who they're coming to therapy and they're not getting better, but they also are not doing what they ask us, what we ask them to do, right? They're not complying with their exercises. They're not really trusting the process, as I always say, but they want to continue to get better, but they're not putting in that work. As a team leader or a former team leader, as an athlete, you know, what advice do you share with your patients when you are encountering people who are not getting better, but you recognize they're not getting better because they are not doing what they're supposed to be doing on their own to get better? Yeah, I mean, those are the hardest conversations in the clinic because you have to get real with these patients and let them know that they have to make the change and say you're not getting better because you know your effort's not there you're not taking the time out of your day and I can only do so much I can you know our goal as a therapist too for discharge or you know get a patient either you know 100% better doesn't always happen but getting them 90% giving them you know, a clear path, what they have to do and continue to do. And then I also take it back to my, me being a patient. And I say, look, my left knee has never, it gives me problems here and there. And I, it's a lifelong issue that I have to put a little extra attention to it. And if I feel it bothering me, sometimes I just 
do more reps or do more sets or whatever on that left side. So I, you know, I understand that it's hard and it's difficult and I wish I had that quick fix, but at the same time, this is what life dealt me. This is how you have to fix it. And if you don't take care of it, then there's really nothing else. You know, there is no, there is no quick fix. There's no magic touch, magic treatment that I can do. It's on you. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because I think about it's my right knee actually is the one that I had surgery on. And uh, yeah, I mean, I had surgery pretty much. I had it twice. I had it in 99 and I had it in um, 97. And, um, you know, I, I sorry, 97 and 2002. Um, and every now and then still to this day, I mean, I, I do all these races and marathons and um, doing Chicago actually very, very soon. And, um, you know, I, I find myself in this rut where I'm like, if I don't continue to do what I'm doing, then the pain will get worse. The, the, the mm-hmm. symptoms will in- increase. The, um, all the things that I see my patients have will, will, get, will get worse. And that's what drives me just to keep moving mm-hmm. because I already know being able to see my patients and what they go through, um, having not had surgery, just having arthritis from whatever, right? I know right. that if I don't do these things now, that that's where I'm going to be in, in the future. So, you know, the things that I say, and I'm sure you as well, to your patients about doing their exercises, being compliant with what's going on, make sure that they are consistent with their exercises and doing things on their own. You, you live by that. I live by that. And yeah. I think a lot of that is is real talk. And I, I think that also makes the connection with patients a little more real because you're not just saying it, you're living it right. Um, right. because you've been through it. You've been through it. And and I think when people recognize that they have a better appreciation for, well, Chrissy says she's doing her exercises. So I'm going to also make sure that I do mine. And I love the stories when people come in and they say that they accomplished something over the weekend or they were able to do something that they didn't they, they think they could do. And now they mm-hmm. can do that thing. And they're so happy. And I, I get happy when I see people do that because it lets me know that we're making a difference. Um, right. We're changing people's lives one day at a time. And for me, that's what this whole Be More Today thing has been about. Just like making sure people can go out there and recognize their potential to be great. So yeah. Christy, I'm going to ask you and, and your dog. I'm going to ask you and your dog. <laughs> when you hear the phrase, be for today, what does that phrase mean to you? So I think it means, you know, be more present, you know, uh, recognize every day what, what you're doing. It might just be a sentence you say to somebody. You, like, you never know what that how that's going to affect somebody, what they might remember from you. I I think back my own life experiences are, you know, what sticks out probably that person on the other side doesn't even remember, you know, but to me, I remember it. So as a therapist, you never know, right. You can change somebody's life every day as a person and as a mom, as a friend, as a wife, you know, you just have to be, you have to appreciate everything every day and give it your best because you never know when it's up. Right. I mean, you really don't. And uh, I get that. So there is no guarantees. Yeah. No guarantees at all. No guarantees at all. Christy, what's next for you on the docket? Anything exciting coming up for you for the rest of this year or next year, either physically or work wise, family wise, dog wise. (laughs) <laughs> work-wise family-wise dog-wise I mean you look at my calendar there's something going on every day but nothing major that I know of but that could only change you know um family things I organize 
big block party in the fall for my neighbors. So we got some stuff going on. Okay. Awesome. 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 Well, I appreciate you so much. And again, it's been a pleasure uh, seeing you in person. I've seen you do so many things <laughs> with our community and with our Job Drag One in terms of mentoring and leading um, activities and workshops online. So thank you for your uh, education. Thank you for your diligence to making our questions better. And thank you for making uh, PT Appreciation Month one for the books. I appreciate you and all you've done for us so far. Thanks, Sean. I love that you're a proponent in this company for all things health and fitness. And it's great. It's wonderful. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And folks, don't forget the quote from today by Adrian Townsend Benson. Missteps are opportunities for course correction. You heard Chris talk about it, right? She said that she had also gone through surgery and that led her to this awesome profession. And now she does so many things in terms of her patients, but also just to encourage and inspire and educate other clinicians to do the same thing, to go out there and to help the communities, to get people stronger, to uh, get people to do what they want to do back in the day and what they want to do in the future as well, get back to their lives, to healthy lives, healthy living. And I'm just grateful that she continues to do that in her community in Jersey and all over the world. So Christy, keep doing your thing. And those of you out there as well, keep continuing to take your steps to greatness to be the best person you you can be out there. Don't ever settle for uh, things that go awry, right? We could have all just said, well, we're injured, we're done, no more. But we all bounce back from that. And if we can bounce back from our injuries, you too can bounce back from the things that have gotten in your way, the missteps you've taken, uh, and get back on the course that you know you're supposed to be on. So don't give up. Keep pushing forward. And we'll see you next week for another opportunity to meet another therapist for PT Appreciation Month. As always, follow us at BeMoreToday.com for uh, my book, our swag store, the podcast, etc. cetera. Uh, if you want to send us any questions to me or to Chrissy, you can send it to me directly at Sean at BeMoreToday.com or any of our social media platforms. And as always, folks, check out Jag1 Physical Therapy, jag1pt.com. We have over 100 offices in various states, New York, New York, Pennsylvania, to go out there and just be a part of our movement, be a part of our family. We are community-based, and our job is to get you back to the life that you love. So continue to watch over us, follow us. We are following you. And as I always say, have a good day, have a good night, have a great life, and continue to take your steps to greatness to the best version of you. We will see you next week. Peace. your why. Why do you want to be more today than you were yesterday? You already know that you have to trust the process and just be persistent. You already know that next level results require next level effort, period. But why is today different than any other day? What's your why? How are you going to get to the next level? See, most of you want to make it to the promised land of success, but aren't willing to make the sacrifices. Let me be clear. Nobody said it was going to be easy. No handouts. No excuses. It's just you versus you. 
it's go time. Find your wife for the 5 a.m. wake-up call. Find your wife for the extra mile you have to do after the workout. Find your wife to face that fear. Take that test. Make that move. Come on, y'all. Your whole life has been a warm-up for this moment right here. Today, are you finally ready to play? You gotta decide to stay always on the move. Less talk, more action. Just be better. Just be more. Be more today. Yeah.